So let's start 76A1 of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah now is going to go into specifics in terms of quantity. The yesterday, the last Mishnah we saw, says that to transgress Oitzah, the Melach of taking out, you need quantity and quality. So what is quantity? Now the Mishnah is going to speak about food for animals. And Moitzi 7, so one that carries out in a public or to a public domain. Now, the, 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 the difference between Teven, and we're going to see Amir, look in the footnote number 3. So Teven is straw made by crushing cut the stalks of grain. And this was food for cows. Holy cow. So says over here, one who carries out processed straw, the shear, the amount, the minimum amount to feed a cow, says the Mishnah, Kemelo Fi Farah. Because this is two things he's telling us the Mishnah. We're going to see many types of food. So one thing the Mishnah is going to explain to us that type of food, which animal does it feed? And therefore, what is the amount, the minimum amount to be considered you're feeding the, the animal? So when it comes to this process, straw is only as much as a cow's mouthful. Then, regarding camels, they eat something called Eitzah. The Gemara is going to explain the first thing in the Gemara, what is Eitzah? So to be, to transgress taking to a public domain, again, is only kemelofi gamal, and the amount that is enough for a mouthful of this eitza for a camel. Omir, this type of straw, look in the footnote number seven, this is different, this is when you are uh, to the stalks, which is separate from the ears when they are threshed. This is a, more, like a, more, more like a soft type of straw. And this is the food of the lambs. So again, it's following the principle, only kemalo fi tole, um, a, a, a lamb's mouthful. Then asovim, grass, which even softer. This is kemalo fi gidi. This is what you feed a kid. They, then aleishum velei betzolim, the leaves of the garlic or the leaves of the onion, this is what is sticking out of the ground, that when you want to collect then just grab it from those leaves and pull it, pull, pull it up. So it depends. Lachim, if they are fresh, those are uh, people food. So then que glores. This is, as we saw previously, a dried fig is the minimum amount of taking out for a people's food. Of, uh, but once they are dry, they don't serve any longer for people. Then you're going to give it to a kid. So there has to be Kemalo Pigdi. Then after we saw the list of different things, says the Mishnah, Now, if you are not taking a full amount of any of these, but you're taking half of one and half of the other, the, the, the government is going to clarify, but the mission already says they don't combine. They don't combine 
to be mechayev, to make a person liable of otzah if he's not one of the same, the whole amount, in terms of quantity. Why? Because since each one has a different amount, so therefore they cannot combine to other two or three to just a minimum amount to be considered otzah. So let's move on to the Gemara. So the first question, my what is this etza of the Mishnah? This is teven shelminei kidneys. This is a straw that is made out of beans. So somehow, also from, from the beans, when you, when you harvest the beans, then some straw left out of there, that's what you feed the camels. And this is, again, this is every animal has its lechatchila, its best type of food. So regarding that, the Gemara is going to bring an interesting uh, argument. One of the times we saw already many, many times when Ravdimi came from the land of Israel to Babylonia. So he said the following. If one person takes out on Shabbos straw, that we saw that straw is the food of a cow, but instead of and, and he took the amount that the Mishnah says, which is a cow's mouthful of straw, but he intends to give it to a camel. And, we, and, and, and uh, when it comes to measurements, the mouth of a camel is bigger than the mouth of a cow. So then, in terms of quantity, two things over here. First of all, it's not the food of a camel. Second of all, in terms of quantity, is smaller. So the way Ravdimi understood the argument, according to Rabbi Yochanan, would be Hayab. Rabbi Yochanan said he's going to be liable. Why? Because even though this is not enough amount to feed the camel, this is the amount of straw that you can feed the cow. So he ended up taking what the mission says the minimum amount of food of a cow. But Rabbi Shimon Melaki says, Patur, according to Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Melakesh, it's going to be exempt. Now, the Gemara says, this is Ravdimi's uh, end of the story, that initially that was Rabbi Yochanan's opinion, but in the next morning, let's have for other In the next morning, Rabbi Yochanan changed his mind, and he also agreed with Rish Lakish, that is going to be ex- exempt. Omar Rav Yosef, says Rav Yosef, the other. I totally agree, he did well, Rav Yochanan, of changing his mind. Why? Because he wanted to bring food for a camel, and this is not the, the amount proper for the camel, and also it's not what camels eat, so therefore, what did he do wrong? Let's go to the next page. Abaye said to Rabbi Yosef, what are you talking about? I hold, says Abaye, that initially Rabbi Yochanan was right. Why? Because, Rabbi Yochanan, because this person would be taking an objective amount of food 
that can be fed to a cow. And we saw in the previous Mishnah yesterday that according to the Chochomim, if somebody carries something that majority of the people for them is considered something important, even if for him it's not important, he's going to be liable. So same thing over here. Even if he means to give it to a camel, and in terms of quantity, you will need more for a camel, but since it's the minimum amount to feed a cow, as the Mishnah said, he's going to be liable. Says the Gemara, Ela Kiasa Rabin, so you're going to find this many, many times. Please try to remember this. You find it so many Gemoras. We already saw it here in Shabbos and in Brachos. That initially Rav Dimi came and he said something. And then Ravin came and he corrected something that Rav Dimi had said that, that wasn't the same thing. So says the Gemara when, when Kiasa Ravin Amar. No, Amotzite ben Kemelopi Farah Legomal. If somebody, the case that we were dealing with, somebody taking out on Shabbos straw, the amount of a cow's mouthful for a legamal, for a camel, says Rabin, the holy alma lo the chayav. Not only whether Rabbi Yochanan changed or not his mind, but the, the true version is everybody, both Rabbi Yochanan and Yishlakish, they hold is going to be liable for the reason we said that previously. Because this is normal amount that you take out for a cow, even though he wanted to give to a camel. Kipligi says Rabin. What was the real argument over there? When somebody took out not straw for the cow, but this uh, bean, um, uh, how you call it? Uh, uh, straw you mentioned? Yeah, the bean straw for a camel. One second, lepara, kemolepi para. So he took out this straw made out of beans that usually you feed to camels, and he was lacking two things. First of all, it was not the proper amount to feed a camel; it was less than that, which is a mouthful of a, a cow. And also, the intent was to feed it to a cow. And then the the argument was opposite of what uh, Rabin said, uh, over, uh, Rav Dimi said initially, and it was the reverse. According to Rabbi Yochanan Patur, Rabbi Yochanan initially said he's going to be exempt, and Rishlaki says the one that said, Hayab, he's going to be liable. The Gemara is going to explain, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Patur, according to Rabbi Yochanan, is going to be exempt, because eating, feeding this to a camel, it's not a, no, feeling this to a cow, camel's food to a cow is not considered feeding. And according to Shlakish, Amar Chayam, because even Achila Yed Achila, because feeding something that is not the best, but since the amount was the right amount, so it is going to be liable. Okay, we're going to move on to the next case of the Mishnah. Omir. So Amir is this straw, which is softer, says Kemelopi Tale, is a mouthful for a lamb. Says the Gemora, but look what the price says, Kegrores is not that, rather it's just like a person, a dried fig. Says the Gemora, yeah, you're right, 
I think it's very important. Let's read together the footnote 23 to understand what he meant. That is, a feed whose minimum amount is, lar is large is considered lenient. The camel amount is considered lenient regarding the cow and is not considered significant enough to be combined with the stringent fare, which is uh, the minimum, the smaller one. To create liability. For example, bean straw, which is which one must take out a camel's mouthful to be liable, cannot be included to complete the minimum requirement for a crushed grain straw that is for the cow. So somebody that is a bigger amount is considered to be the lenient. So that one doesn't help for the smaller one. On the other hand, a more significant stringent fair with a smaller minimum, that can combine with the lenient one to complete that fits greater minimum. Therefore, grain straw, which is liable only for a cow's mouthful, will be included to put it together with some of the bean straw for the minimum requirement, which is a camel's mouthful. The Gemara is going to challenge this explanation. Says the Gemara, but can anything that are not alike in their prescribed measurement ever be combined to equal or the minimum? This is challenging Rabbi Yossi Barhanina. We see in the Mishnah Vyasnan this mission is regarding Tuma of Medras, of people sitting on something. So says the Mishnah like there, a beged. So if beged is a cloth, a thin type of cloth. So the minimum size must be shlosha shlosha, three tfachim by three tfachim, which is the minimum amount that a person sits on that. So look in the footnote number twenty-six. We are referring to a zav. We spoke many times what is a zav, somebody has a, a, something coming out of his organ, or a zava, a lady, or a nida, or a woman that also just gave birth. 
So all of them, if they sit either on a bed or on a saddle or on a chair, so these items become avasatuma. So the, the Homer, the stringency of Ava Atuma is that they can make other things also to become tame, like a person or utensils. So for them to become Avatuma, they need to have the minimum amount that is normal for people to sit on them. So when it comes to a garment, three fahim by three fahim is the minimum amount Le to become Tumas Medras. Now, less than that can be called Tame, but not Tame's Medras, and wouldn't make people or other Kelin to become Tame. So, the, this Brisa, actually is a Mishnah, is going to give us many levels, depending on the materials, what is the size to be considered the minimum for that type of material. So again, if his garment, cloth, has to be three tfahim by three tfahim. Now, sack, if you remember, we saw it previously, this is made out of goat's hair, which is thicker, so it has to be arba larva, four tfahim by four tfahim. Or, is even thicker, leather, hamisha al hamisha, hides, five by five tfahim. Then mapats, this is a mat, made out of reeds, it's even thicker, has to be bigger, shisha shisha, six tvachim by six tvachim. So this, says the Mishnah, these are the proper amounts for something to be able to be receiving Tumas Medras. Vetaniala, and Abraisa over there clarifies the Mishnah. A beged and a sack, when, when you, you can combine beged and sack, cloth and sack, or sack the or sack and hide the or the mapets, the mapats, and hide and the mat, mitzartim zemze. You can combine them one and another to complete the minimum amount regarding this tuma. Why? Because they can be used for a patch. If you need to put a patch in a saddle, you can combine them. The Amaravi Shimon. Matam, now Rav Shimon is going to explain why all these different clothes can combine. They are fit to become contaminated through sitting. Not medress, but at least just sitting. If you need, look in the photo number 32. If one combines two materials to make a patch on a mule's saddle, so the patch will become an avatuma when a zav sits on it together. The two materials equal to the minimum amount needed for such a patch. Because people usually combine that. And they don't care if there are different materials. So up until here is the price. So now the Gemara is going to ask the Kasha. Tama, the Ruimli, Tami, Moshev. The only reason why these different type of materials combine is because they are one thing that they can combine together, which is the Tuma of sitting. In, as a patch on the saddle. But if, if not for that, that they will become fit to be contaminated through sitting, no, they wouldn't combine. So how come over here, when it comes to these types of foods, even to take the, the stringent to the lintin, you say you're going to combine? 
So Rabbi answered that question. Acha nami chazia le dogma. Also, you know, when people combine them, to put it as a sample. So uh, look in the footnotes in Rashi for sellers of food. So people that sell food, they like to combine different types of food and to put them in display in the window so people can see them. And they like to be combined because if they're not combined, Rashi explains, maybe, maybe the lighter ones, the wind is going to blow them. So the, 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 the people in the stores selling these uh, foods, they like to combine them. So just like in the case of the materials, sometimes they combine. Also over here they combine, and that's why they are susceptible, uh, they are liable for Yehud Shabbos. Okay, let's move on to the next Mishnah. Now talking about people, somebody that takes out any type of food, the amount of dry fig is going to be over. And any food stops that they can combine one another, because at the end of the day, all of them is people's food. And they are in the same time amount in the measurement to be liable. Now, when speaking about the amount of food that people take out, they're going to be liable. This doesn't include their shells because you need to be carrying out in Rosh Sarabim the minimum amount of a dried fig of food. Shells are not edible. Also, the pits of the food are not edible. And their stems are considered like trees. All this doesn't uh, doesn't include, doesn't count as part of the amount of the food. The suban, not either their coarse bran or mursanan, and neither their fine bran, also because that is people don't eat. So only what you eat is what it counts. Review says, there's only one shells that they do combine, which is the shells of lentils, because when it's in the Gemara, people eat them. They are cooked together with the lentils. So the Gemara is going to challenge why the Mishnah says that when it comes to the bran, it doesn't, it's not combined to the amount. Says the Gemara, the suban umurusanan lomistarfin. Their coarse bran and their fine bran, they are not combined with the flour to complete the minimum amount. That's not. The Mishnah says that yes, regarding chala. If you have five quarters of a, of a cab, which means a cab and a quarter of flour, and a little bit more, we saw this in the previously, was peregrition, was a lengthy sugya. We saw the Chama Yibesilel and Chachamim and other opinions, what is the minimum amount of Chala? But the Mishnah over here adds, Vehen Besuban Umarsanan. But the Mishnah says, it includes, if you have in the dough coarse bran or fine bran, everything com combined to this minimum amount of five quarter calves, and then a person has to separate Chala. Less than that amount, you don't have to separate the portion for the coin and the challah. 
So we see they do combine. So the Gemara answers, Yeah, but there's a difference between Chala and Ilcho Shabbos. Sheken Ani Ochel Pito Beisa Klusa. Abaye said that a similar answer previously when we spoke about the Melachas, that when poor people, they eat in a certain way, so therefore you can make a, di- a different halacha. So because poor people eat the bread with, uh, with this, with the unrefined flour that can include these two layers of uh, shells, so therefore when it comes to challah, they count as part of the challah and you have to separate. But it comes to Ilho Chavez, since majority of people are not poor, and majority of people wouldn't eat this uh, bran combined with their flour. Therefore, regarding Incho Shabbos, you need without that. The, part, the last part of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudo Yimer, Chutz mi klipei adashim, regarding shells of lentils, they would, the shells would be included in the lentils that if you take them out, together as a dried fig, you'll be liable. Because people cook lentils together with their with their husks, with their with their shells. The Gemara is gonna ask a question, but one second. The Mishnah says only Adashin. Rabida only includes in lentils the shells. Adashin in polyloy when it comes to beans the shells of the beans, they're not included in the minimum amount. They're tanya, but there's a price that says, Rabbi Yudo Yimer, Chut Miklipei Polin Vedashim, that also, besides lentils, also beans, their shells are part of the amount. Says the Gemara Lokasha, Abe Chodati, Abe Atiki. Depends, says the, the Gemara. You're right. Lentils, always. According to the Buddha, people always co- uh, cook lentils with their shells. But beans, it depends. When the beans are fresh, people cook them, to, cook them together with their shells. So that's what the Brisa was including also the shells of the beans. But when they come dry, the Gemara is going to explain why. People take out the shells of the beans. Aviatiki. So that's why our Mishnah didn't include shells of beans. Says Gemaratiki my time alone. Why is the reason that people they don't cook all beans with the shells? Because these shells of the beans look like flies in the plate. When they are old, so look in the footnote, when they are old, they become black. And then if you would cook them with them, they would look like flies and would be quite not appealing to be eaten. So therefore, people take out the beans, the shells of old beans.